Hello and welcome to the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Jeep and Bubba, and I'm riding in my 2500 HD Chevrolet with my good friend Kyle Hitch. Say hi, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. And uh, we just went down to South Georgia, did about a four-hour drive to uh, Douglas, Georgia, near Albany, basically ground level zero of uh, coronavirus here in Georgia, just to pick up a 7x14 tandem axle trailer from the factory uh it's just cheaper to buy them from the factory so we're headed back and i had a little bit of time and i figured i'd do a little jeep and bubba podcast and uh i don't know it's been kind of odd recently what should i talk about these have been trying times but you know let's not talk about that let's talk about jeeps that's what we're here to listen to and i had two two little thoughts kyle had a topic he wanted me to to, to, to touch on and then the other one uh is uh what tarnation <laughs> we just got passed by a, a ford expedition that's got an old cooler and there's like an old lady's walker strapped to the back of it <laughs> oh man it's rough we actually saw a school bus towing a ford uh a Kano lifted van today and it was just basically chains and a steel bar pulling it it was it was super redneck i got a picture of it might post it on my story later anyways let's get into it so we're towing this enclosed trailer and uh something i'm going to use uh, in my business, and uh, I've had some uh, car trailers in the past, and I don't know how do you guys feel about it. I, I feel a couple ways. Like, you know, if you're a Jeep guy that tows everywhere, that's super convenient. Like, getting to the trail and not worrying about braking on the trail, and uh, also just burning the gas. I mean, you could probably get better fuel efficiency out of a diesel truck towing a, a Jeep than you could out of the Jeep going to places, unless you have the new JL with a four banger in it which i am a big fan of um but where you know what do you how do you guys feel about that because you're towing out there you're losing a little bit of the experience of actually driving out there and uh you know at that point why not have a side-by-side because you know all these side-by-side guys they can't drive to the trail they have to tow to the trail um they're smaller nimble they're fast they're they're more comfortable than a jeep so like why not get a side-by-side if you're just going to tow your jeep to the trail although i see the huge convenience factor i'm not knocking one either way if you want to comment on that you can always message me on facebook or instagram or tiktok or cousinsonly.com uh at jeep and bubba or at black bear off-road so um if you're at cousins only it's a bamba boy 34 i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um so you know I, I've towed before, and I'll tell you one thing that makes towing a lot better, and this is not a, uh, uh, a sponsored statement, but I bought some Max, uh, Max straps uh, when I got my, my first trailer to tow with, and they have the uh, axle straps built into the actual straps, um, and they are phenomenal. And even though I've sold that trailer to buy more Jeep parts, I kept those straps because uh, if I need to tow or just rent a trailer or something to... to to transport my vehicle i really like those straps and a lot of people in the industry use them uh and they put out some decent information on youtube as well about uh how to properly strap um a trailer down but uh yep uh i've transported with when i worked for jcr off-road and uh for nitro and uh i've also driven from uh georgia to california and georgia to south dakota in my vehicles and one time I had a good experience going to the rubicon the other going to the black hills south dakota had a terrible experience of just breakage after breakage and eventually having to rent a u-haul and tow at home uh, again we're riding in the truck today 
on the highway. Kyle's driving so I can do the podcast. And uh, so if you hear a little noise, it's kind of like Angel from Seven Slot Society, like his van cast. You're in the truck cast today. But uh, anyways, we're just cruising along, and I was thinking about that as we're towing this trailer. Um, and and there's a lot of options too. Like I had a flatbed, but some guys go enclosed, some guys flat tow. I'm I'm real interested in flat towing. I I've never done it before, but sometimes I think about it and wonder like if I got a small RV or something, or even a pickup truck, like a midsize truck, would you know would flat towing be a good option? And I'm thinking about a trip I'm going to take in uh, uh, coming up in the fall, possibly to Colorado, and uh, we're just watching how this current corona things going and, and uh, how the shops just getting busier and busier but um i don't know if i want to drive out there i want to know if i want to tow out there maybe flat tow um the problem with flat towing is if you break an axle or, or a wheel or tire you don't have spares uh you're not towing that thing home flat if you have a flatbed trailer or an enclosed trailer you can you know winch them into it and get them back home broken so um there's that but uh you know, kind of a, not that I have a lot of opinion on any of it, I've towed and it's fantastic feeling knowing uh, you're not worried about breaking that day, and obviously you might drive a little different, so that might change things too, I think that's pretty cool that, like my current LJ, with uh, all its mileage on it, is something I drive every day, if I go to the trail, it's when I take it to the trail, I don't tow it to the trail, so, you know, there's kind of a purist to it, Um, there's some guys out there that, uh, um, I think it's the guys from Max Built that'll drive like fat flat fender willies out to SEMA each year, uh, and they're out in like Wisconsin, and they drive from there to 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 SEMA in, in uh, Nevada. So that's kind of cool, like kind of hardcore. Uh, it's kind of like I don't know if you're a motorcycle guy, do you tow your motorcycle to Sturgis or to Daytona, or do you, or do you drive it there? Uh, I don't know. It's it's a little thought. Maybe you can think about it. if you have a comment, hit me up on social. Uh, or maybe just argue with me, but I can't hear you, so I'm sorry. Maybe you think about it in your brain. Kyle always want me to touch on bumpers a little bit, and I think it's a valid point. There's a lot, a lot to be taken into consideration with a bumper. And obviously, I was a bumper salesman for uh, JCR Off-Road for two years, and uh, I've had quite a few vehicles with quite a few different bumpers on it. Um, good friends with the folks at Hammerhead Off-Road. Uh, I've installed quite a bit. I've installed Poison Spider, Hammerhead, Smittybilt, Rugged Ridge. We just installed a Rugged Ridge uh, set of bumpers uh, over the weekend. Uh, obviously a ton of JCR product. Um, all sorts of stuff. And I have my favorite, which is, I really like JCR. But I've got some others that I, I like. Cab Fab a lot. Um, I would consider changing over my armor to Cab Fab. Nothing against JCR. Just... You know, new guys in Georgia like to support those folks, and uh, just kind of thinking about uh, bumpers in general. There's a lot to keep in mind. Now, one thing I always tell guys getting into Jeeps: take your vehicle out stock, see what it's like, and then move from there. And then the next thing I say is upgrade your headlights. If you don't have the LED package JLs, the factory headlights are just terrible. We covered that in a prior podcast. My list of first. The next thing I say is decide the tire size you want to run, and that's going to make your decisions on the drivetrain, the choices, you know, what gears you're going to run, if you're going to need to trust and gusset things, what axles you may need, uh, what you need a chip or a programmer, what size wheels you're going to run. But when all that's said and done, 
bumpers play a huge part in your functionality. Now, your factory bumper, unless you have an anniversary edition or Rubicon, is not set up to have a winch run on it. Now, they make all sorts of adapter plates that you can buy um, and, and make that work. But when it comes down to it, the majority of them, unless it's anniversary or Rubicon, are just plastic bumpers. They dip really easily. The recovery points don't really work that well with D-rings, whether unless you soft shackles or something. And you know they're just not tough. They don't give you. A, they give it a decent approach angle, but they don't give you a ton of a, of, of protection, and they definitely don't give you room to uh, get up on a t- uh, your tire up on a uh, rock very easily. Um, and so then you have to make the decision. You know, a lot of Overland guys. Uh, go with a full-size bumper and they look good but they're real heavy and uh, cumbersome uh, but they add max protection uh, in to the engine to the headlights uh, they're great if you're in an area that's high got a high density of uh, deer uh, or elk or something like that and you need to you know keep the front end of your vehicle protected uh, there, you know there's a lot of functionality to that uh, some people go with a mid-width. They want to get the protection of the headlights, uh, but they still want to have a little bit better approach angle for the tires. Uh, so they're kind of the in-between. And then there's the stubby bumper, which is an extremely popular uh, option for most people because one, stubby bumpers are typically cheaper, and two, it exposes the entire front of your tires. So if you're approaching a rock, now you don't have a bumper in the way. And in all of those decisions, whether it's on a Jeep or a truck, you have the option uh, in most companies to go with either a winch bumper or a non-winch bumper. And again, we're talking about front bumpers. The When you're talking about a winch bumper, you got to decide, do you want a sunk or a half sunk or uh, just a flat top for your winch? And my current bumper, the JCR uh, Dagger Stubby, it actually just sits right on top. Uh, and it's not half sunk. And because of that, it sits a little higher up on the grill and it blocks some of the airflow going into the grill. And that could cause you to have some overheating. Now, there's some tricks around that. You can move your controller box out of the way or you can go with a lower profile winch. Uh, I did that. I went to the VR series over the Xeon. It's a little bit smaller. It has a control box you can move. And I may eventually do that. But, you know, you have to decide if that's something that matters to you. The half sunk or a full sunk winch bumper, that's going to give you more protection of the winch itself if you uh if you're looking for a sunk winch bumper though you, you might not be able to run um uh, a curry any rock it, it could interfere with that depending on what model of vehicle you have so it's something to consider um obviously the stubby uh, gives you a lot of style and once you do the stubby you're going to look at the front of the to the most of the wranglers and i always say it gives the dumbo ear effect so you have these big looking fenders from the factory coming out and then now you've opened a can of worms you're wanting you know skinny or mid-width uh, fenders to put on to kind of match that uh, look of the stubbiness and there's nothing wrong with that spend your money out there that's great that's why we're in business <laughs> black bear off-road uh, you folks spending your money but that's some of the uh, the options that you have and, and something to consider now another thing to consider is recovery points and um recovery points are huge play a huge factor because at some point when you go off-roading you're going to get stuck or your friends are going to get stuck and you're going to want something that's strong now when i worked at jcr i like the fact that they welded both sides of their d-rings tabs uh the shackle mounts 
uh, to, to reinforce them. They use quite a large plate to do that with. Now, I've seen some that just bolt in, and then you put the bumper over, like the rugged ridge. There's all kind of different styles, but you got to think about the strength factor. I've also seen people putting uh, kind of like a Factor 55 or some kind of D-ring recovery out of the, the hitch area. Um, it's not something I recommend on a bumper that has a built-in hitch because the weakest point is the center of the bumper. The strongest point is typically where the D-ring slots are because you put those over the frame. That makes it quite stronger. So um, it's something to consider as well. And it, when you're thinking of a rear bumper, a lot of people want a good departure angle. So when you're coming off a rock, uh, it's, it's, you're not impaired by the, the bumper itself. But also you want something strong you can drop down onto a rock some people opt to not get uh, get one that lets you run a factory hitch or do one that has a hitch built in. Now, if you go with one that has a hitch built in, typically they don't, uh, they're not as strong as a factory hitch could be, but it gives you a lot more clearance. Um, you know, it's just something to consider. Maybe you get a, a tie-in or uh, a frame reinforcement bracket. I know JCR offered that. Poison Spire offers that. Uh, a lot of the different companies offer those tie-ins and then you have the same options do you want to go with a full width or a mid-width or stubby in the rear i almost always recommend a full width because you want to protect those back corners and you don't really lose anything on departure angle by going with that and then you also have the the option on the rear uh if you want to go with a company that offers a tire carrier that builds in um you know you could just run the tire on the factory uh tire carrier and this is for wranglers um, or do you want something that has a swing out? Do you want dual swing outs? Do you want something that opens with a door or something that latches directly to the bumper? It's just, you know, when you're thinking about bumpers, I think a lot of people are thinking about a, the way, the style or the price point. But functionality and the options that they offer are something to consider as well. Do they have high lift jack points? Do, uh... Uh, what kind of powder coat do they offer? Are they made of aluminum or are they made of steel? And what grade steel do they use? How much do they weigh? Uh, if you're thinking about style, how low do they go? Are they going to impair or help give add clearance to the vehicle? Um, and also, when you're looking at bumpers, maybe consider what fenders match the bumpers and what sliders match the fenders. You know, you go with Poison Spider or uh, Evo or JCR Frode. Um, you can buy bumpers, fenders, sliders that are all in the same line and they all kind of flow together. And, uh, you know, that's to some people important. I like it. I like to have an even flow down uh, through the Jeep. I'm running currently a front stubby bumper and then uh, on my LJ and to, to offset that, I went with an MCE um, fender. And it, it, I think the flat fenders work well with the stubby bumpers. I like the look of it, and, and so that's why I went with it. And then I know that they worked well with JCR sliders, which I have some boat side sliders that will go on one of these days. I don't know when, but one of these days they're in the box in my garage. But uh, that would be nice, and they kind of it all flows and matches together well. And then obviously price points something to consider, and also maybe where it's manufactured. Uh, you know, um, Smitty Built and some of these other companies rampage they're made overseas where they're jcr uh, currently poison spider things are being welded here in the united states and so do you want to support american steel and american workforce but pay a little bit more or you know go with something that's overseas uh one really 
big thing to consider if you're going to go with a tire carry is what size bearing do they use like if they use a set 10 bearing you can replace easily is it large i've seen some of these chinese bumpers that use like a bicycle bearing like something it's just tiny and you'll see the spindles break and uh, not great and also i guess something to consider is do you want to run fog lights do they have fog light mounts do they use factory fog light mounts or can you they only run square led mounts or can you reuse your factory lights or or you're only going to be able to run around led um those are all you know big things to, to think about on a front bumper if you're going to run a winch i'll i like to look to see how it bolts on is it just going to use the factory mounts or do they add anything else that's going to tie it into that frame and actually keep an 8 10 12 000 pound winch from bowing or breaking the bumper or or causing any issues that shouldn't happen and I guess last but not least on a front bumper, I guess you consider the, the different bars. Some people go with no bars, something low profile, or they'll go with a stinger, or there's like the pre-runner style, it's flat and square on top. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but when the stingers first came out, they were used uh, to de descend hills. So um, you'd come down a hill and uh, basically if you endowed, then the stinger would catch you and, and somebody would hopefully winch you from the back and uh, save you. So that's where the stinger is kind of made. And uh, these people just run massive front stingers, but that style's kind of gone away now that suspension has gotten better. And, and uh, a lot of people are running the four doors that are a little bit more stable on, on hill descents. But uh, you know, there's all sorts of options. It was crazy, and not to knock any company, but we did the Rugged Ridge bumper uh, this weekend, and it just used one bolt on each side. So it was modular so you can bolt in the bull bar to the bumper and i'm sure that's fairly strong but like i see if you were to really hit that on something on a tree or rock how would those two bolts hold up to the shock is my question because it's not welded i know it's modular which is nice so you can go with different styles of bars but like if you look at some of these companies um they'll either have it welded on well, well they'll have them welded on and some of them even will gusset on top of that and i like that poison spider does it uh, evo jcr cafab i you know it's not just welded on but there's a little bit of a gusset so if you were to hit that stinger actually on something it's not going to flip back up and go into your grill so that's probably more information than you've ever thought about or want to think about on bumpers and obviously i sold them for quite a long time and, and so i've had the time to to think about that and contemplate that but uh uh there's tons of options out there tons of i can just sit here and name 20 companies on the top of my head uh, and there's also guys that make them custom and uh, just recently bought a bumper we just bought a uh, grand cherokee a wj and uh, needs a front bumper and instead of going back with a factory bumper cover we're going to put um uh, well i'm going to leak this information so don't don't tell all the people on youtube they're waiting to see the video to come out or on social we're going to put a uh uh, Detailman, uh, I hope I said that name right. It's a fab shop, and all he does is like Grand Cherokee bumpers. But uh, uh, it is a stubby bumper that also adds a high clearance core support. And he's just a guy in, near Tampa, Florida, that uh, puts these things out, builds them by hand. And I just noticed that in the industry, there was an ARV as an option, and that was about it. And besides that, it was all uh, just different random small mom and pop shops that 
that built bumpers for him. And I understand the market's not that big on on WJs or whatever, but uh, but I think it's pretty good looking. It's Detail, not Tillman. Sorry, Detail Fabworks is the company I went with. Uh, you can check those guys out. D as in Delta, T I L L Till Fabworks, spelled normally. And uh, so we'll see how that looks. If you want to follow along with that build, we will be uh, posting that on YouTube in the next couple of weeks. We're building up this WJ. It has an Iron Rock long arm, uh, four inch lift springs, and uh, it was run into a telephone pole. So we're going to be putting a new radiator, new uh, condenser in it, charging the AC, putting new coolant in it, and then putting this bumper on. We got to put a windshield in it, some fresh tires, uh, and then maybe go take it off off roading and uh, clean it up and see. Maybe we'll sell it, maybe we'll keep it, who knows, but the YouTube video will be out in a couple weeks. Um, but we got all sorts of YouTube videos out right now. If you're not just into podcasts and you like watching visuals, we're going to be posting a, we did a big build, it's all Rugged Ridge stuff, uh, and Super Lift components on a JKU this past weekend. That's going to be coming out Wednesday at 8pm of this week. It is currently June 30th, and uh, so you'll be able to see that um, tomorrow, July 1st. You know, July... As hot as it is, is my second favorite month of the year because it's my birthday on the 18th. And if you live in the southeast, we're going to be doing a trail cleanup on the 19th at Charlie's Creek. You can find that event page. Uh, you go to Black Bear uh, Off-Road on Facebook. There's an event page on there. And you can help us keep the, the trails clean. Uh, come ride with us. Uh, if not, you know, just go out riding on your own. So have a beer because it's my birthday and pick up some cans while you're at it. And... Uh, try to keep our trails clean guys i appreciate you listening we uh burned a little time kyle hung in with me uh it's starting to rain here so maybe we'll wrap it up and i'll you know we'll keep our eyes on the road and uh keep the greasy side down the shiny side up but uh, as always this podcast was brought to you by tiffany kill designs black bear off-road don't forget to eat your prunes and as always we'll be seeing you